Well, come on. Somebody just give God a praise up in here. I don't know about you, but I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Bow your heads all over the building. God, we thank you for what you've already done and what you're going to do. Thank you for this wonderful band, this beautiful praise and worship team, and the anointing that they have all ushered in for us today. Have your way. Speak to us and speak through us. And Lord, we give your name the praise in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together and just bless God. Just one moment as I just read a brief portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. He says this. For the present, I'm staying right here in Ephesus. A huge door of opportunity for good work has opened for me. There is also mushrooming opposition. This is the word of God for the people of God. Somebody say thanks be to God. You may be seated in the sanctuary. I've been working on a series called Seeing Beyond the Mess, Optimism, Obstacles, and Opportunities. And this is part four of that series, Seeing Beyond the Mess. I was telling my wife the other day, I said, um, I said, a story I heard when I was back in college, back in the late 70s, man, uh, uh, was given a barn, and um, when he got to the barn, he found a lot of manure. It's not how the story was told, but you allow me to clean it up. And so he was there working. He was cleaning out the barn, cleaning out the barn, and uh, someone came up to him and said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, I figured like this. With all this manure in here, there has to be a horse in here somewhere. You know, you have to get to the place where you can see beyond the mess. Where whatever you're dealing with, you can see past it. And it's all about, it's all about perspective, all about how you look at things. Um, I, early on in the sermon, I wrote down that they, they've had it for weeks now in the, in the AV ministry. Story told about uh, two salesmen going, being sent to Africa in the early days. They were both shoe salesmen. The first one went to Africa to sell shoes, and he spent about two weeks, and then he came back, and his boss was looking at him, said, how many sales you make? He said, none. He said, said, why not? He said, because nobody in this area wears shoes. Second salesman was sent over there, wasn't told anything about the first one. He was sent over to Africa to sell shoes again. He arrives in the same exact area, Within days, he sends back a message. Send all the shoes you have. Nobody here has shoes. It's all in how you look at it. And sometimes in life, we fail to see the blessings going on because we look at it wrong. 
you know, you think about it. You Some things that have happened in your life, you say to yourself, oh, I wish that never happened. And then you realize if that didn't happen, the other series of things would not have taken place that have caused blessings for you. If that didn't go wrong, then you wouldn't have got these things right. If that door hadn't closed, you would have never saw the open door. If that tall, dark, and handsome had come in your direction, you'd have been tall and messed up. Thank God he kept walking. You found out later he was not only half crazy, he was whole crazy. And all you say to yourself is, I dodged a bullet. Oh! oh. I came to church next Sunday and shouted. Why are you shouting? Because I missed the mess. I missed that mess. You know, the, the truth is, it's about how you look at life and what the apostle teaches us today. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just spend a few moments because I, I tried to get two of these out last week. So I just recapped the first two. And well, the first one and the second one, I want to embellish on just a little more. But the, just, just to recap, I said there are three lessons from this, this letter here that I wanted you to get out of, out of the apostle's words. The first was that possible helps us understand to plan with flexibility. Plan, plan with flexibility. The, 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 the problem with most of us is that we are so rigid when we make a plan. It has to be this way. It has to be this way. I got to do this. And, and I can promise you, life doesn't work out the way you think it has to. I, I'm, 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 sometimes I ride with people and they're driving and, you know, you get to a roadblock or you get to a detour and they get, oh my God, shut up. Go around and keep it moving. What's wrong with you? The world didn't come to an end. That's right, Sister Goo, just being extra. Just, 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 it, it, the world doesn't come to an end, but if you think it did, Oh, I'm going to be late now. Oh, I won't make my meeting. Oh, yeah. So what? There'll be other meetings. The problem with most of us is that we lose the sense of flexibility. Where if one thing goes wrong, it becomes a cascade of emotions. And we allow ourselves to become totally dysfunctional because we become emotional. And the truth of the matter is that what the apostle says is, I would love to come and spend some leisurely time with you. It's my plan to be there. I'd like to hang out with you for a while and spend some time before God moves me to my next station. He said, but right now, I'm going to stay where I am and do what I need to do. What I want is okay, and I know I need to do that at a certain point, but right now I need to be where I am. But I'm flexible because I want to be wherever the Lord wants me to be. You, you know, I say this all the time. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. When I heard that song as a young boy, I never have forgotten it because I just say, hey, God, I'm, I'm always happy if I'm in your will. Everything else can come and go, but if I'm in the center of your will, I am rejoicing and I'm happy. 
Not as I will, but as you will. You, you know, the, the prayer Jesus prays in Gethsemane is, is, is God, uh, if it be thy will, take this cup from me, let it pass from me. But then he keeps praying at the end of the prayer, nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. Well, the prayer you pray in the model prayer has in there, thy will be done. Well, quit praying thy will be done and then get mad when God's will is different than yours. Don't know that. Look here, look here. You know, I, I got people all the time. They, they, do whatever you want to do. And then when a person does what they want to do, now you're mad. Well, didn't you say do whatever I want to do? Paul says, I'm remaining flexible. I'm, 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 I'm going to be in God's will. I don't have to like everything I see. I don't have to be crazy about the fact that people don't like me and that there's opposition against me and people are talking about me. Some people want to get me. Some people want, you know, I feel like 50 cents. Many men wish death upon me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. Many men. Wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. I'm gonna look to the sky no more. Oh, I'm sorry, just this the wrong crowd. I need my I need my other crowd. Y'all too old. Y'all ain't <laughs> if one more label try to block me, there's gonna be some I'm sorry. You don't want no problem, want no problem with me. <laughs> ah! Wrong crowd. This is the wrong crowd. I hope somebody online get this because this, this crowd you ain't got it yet. <laughs> Some of you look at me like, what is he talking about? And I thought you were cool, Gloria. <laughs> Gloria said, I have no clue. <laughs> okay. But, but my, the point of the matter is that you, you feel like you're being under attack. You feel like you're being oppressed. You feel like you want to fight. You feel like you want to get some dreadlock folk to meet them in the lobby. But the reality is, it ain't worth it. The truth of the matter is, and what Paul says is, I realize that opposition mess is all around me but I won't be moved by them I'll be moved by him I'm talking to the person sitting in your seat that's about ready to run because you think you have another way because you want to do what your way and you I'm talking to that person right there sit your Rolla maker John down until the Lord says, okay, that Rollo Maker John comes from Archbishop Leroy Bailey. I didn't make it up. That's his, his other way of saying your derriere. And if you can't get that, you go street. You know what it is. <laughs> so, so he says, plan, be flexible. But then he teaches us this other thing. He, thank you so much. That's it. Plan with flexibility. Thy will be done. I, I um, you know, do y'all know that song, Lord, I'm available to you? 
my will I give to you. I'll do what you ask. Use me, Lord. The thing that you want to do is to simply make yourself available. Okay. Number two, number two, number two. He perceives with faith. He perceives with faith. And that's, that's intuition, inspiration, and information. I'm not going to go back through those. I talked about them a lot last week. And I want to tell you this. I don't care if you're not saved. Listen to me closely because I'm making it even deeper. I don't care if you are not saved. You do not exist apart from having a little bit of God in you. Which means whether you acknowledge it or not, you are connected to the divine power of God. And because of that, you also get hints of the future and of danger before they ever come to pass. When you get saved, you get discernment, but I'm not going down that road just yet. Watch this now. You, because secular people don't understand sacred things, they call it intuition. They call it mother wit. They call it that feeling. Let me, let me help you right here. Generally, it is the God's part of you that recognizes the danger before you ever enter in. And the only way for you to go into the danger is for you to override it. That's why some people have to get hyped up on music or smoke something or drink something to do certain things that their inner man is telling them not to do because they've already gotten the God part of them and the God conscious in them that is trying to move them away from it and they're still heading to it. And guess what? They've got to make the God consciousness be submitted to their will. So they inebriated. They get it high. They get it hyped. They get it litty. It's the only way you can make the God in you be subject to the demons that want to use you. Whew, I'm going deep today. So, 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 since I'm just talking to you anyway, you need to recognize that once you got saved, you have now God's gift of the Holy Spirit who promises with the Holy Spirit, the Pericletos, that he would do what? Lead you and guide you into all truth. In other words, not only will I give you that halt in your spirit, but I'll give you that direction in your mind. Yeah. 
some don't get don't get scared. Don't get scared. Stay with me. So so I want to give you A, B, and C under this perceiving with faith. The, the, what, how I think he gets to where he's at, where he's staying where he is, even though he knows it's a mess there and opposition. I, I, here's how I think he gets there. The A here is he recognizes his assignment. His assignment. I have been given an assignment to be where I am to do what I'm doing. And I have not been reassigned yet. Look, look, Acts 13, verses 1 through 5. Go back and read it all. I don't have time. I'm picking it up right in the middle, if you will. And I want to just grab here. He, he says, here's what the scripture says. They, they were worshiping God. They were, they were also fasting as they waited for guidance. The Holy Spirit spoke. Take Barnabas and Saul and commission them for the work I have called them to do. So they commissioned them. In that circle of intensity and obedience of fasting and praying, they laid hands on their heads and sent them off. Sent off on their new assignment by the Holy Spirit. When you've been given an assignment, you've got to do your assignment. Real quick. In a general note, in case you don't know this, in, um, when you go into the military, any branch of the military, during boot camp, they teach you to follow your general orders. They teach you to follow general orders. And so if you're in the Army, the general order sounds something like this. I will guard everything within the limits of my post and quit my post only when properly relieved. General Order 2, I will obey my special orders and perform all my duties in a military manner. General Order Number 3, I will report violations of my special orders, emergencies, anything not covered in my instructions to the commander of the relief. Okay, those are general, Army General Orders. I, I asked um, in the office just now, I said, Deacon Medina, he's been in the military. I said, Deacon Medina, do you remember your General Orders? He said, no, not really, not from boot camp. Uh, what do you remember? He said, the only thing I remember is follow your last order first. Went over somebody's head. <laughs> your general order has been given to serve. If you have not gotten a contravening order, a different order, then you do what you were supposed to be doing in the beginning until you're told to do something differently. And the problem with some of us is that we want to reassign ourselves. Before we've been reassigned. I just thought I would help you here. There's not a general in the military who looks at individuals and says, well, I got to find out if this is going to be okay with, with Martin yet. I got to, I mean, can I find out it's going to be okay with, with, with can, no, no, no. He looks at, and he says, this is what we need done here. End of story. 
Why is that? Because the mission is bigger than all of us. Okay, okay. This is the B underneath this, this section here. And the B is, not only does he have to understand that he has to go ahead and live his life on his assignment, he has to understand there's an anointing on his life. If you study the Apostle Paul, you will find out that his anointing on his life was very specific. It was to the Gentiles. Okay, y'all missed it. Went over somebody's head. Let me come back again. I'm, I'm going to come down your street. In other words, anointings are given for specific work. And some of us want to work in someone else's anointing. But we ain't been given that work. Oh, you preaching today, Watts. If you don't preach no more, you preaching today. You preaching today. You preaching. You've got to understand what your anointing is and what God has assigned to your life. And you've got to say, God, I want to be where you want me to be, and I want to do what you want me to do. Nothing else. I want the anointing. Can, can I help somebody right here? There's an anointing that works in you that you may not be aware of. But when you stretch out in it, I have been really difficult on these musicians here lately. I've been talking to them. I've been sending them messages. I've been telling them. And I told Kenny, I sent Kenny a message out there. I said, now, I don't want you to sit on that anointing anymore. Go for it. I said, go for it. There's an anointing in you all to lift. There's an anointing. I'm talking to my minister and when you minister let me help you right here in case you don't realize it sound has a way of triggering us into another state of intimacy with God so that we and I'm going to come back and teach on it so that when you allow God to be released in your fingertips in your drumsticks, in your bass, in your lead, in those congas, when you allow God to be released in you, we can feel God working in you while you're playing and we enter not only into the joy of listening as in a concert, but we enter into the joy of the presence of the Lord because there's an anointing See, so you, you're called into doing Levitical ministry. <sighs> let me, let me. See, when you stand to sing, praise and worship, choir members, if you mad and you upset with somebody, go back out in that hallway and pray. 
and come back when you get it straight. Because what we want to do is we want to see Jesus in you. Okay. I know I'm walking down this street, so let me keep on walking anyway. <laughs> so the anointing is so great. It's so important. Um, uh, people don't realize. Sometimes I, I walk in places and, and I come in. And it'll be at one level, then I come in, and it comes up to another level. And they wonder, you know, sometimes people wonder, can you bring it up? I don't have to bring it up. When I walk in, I walk in under the anointing. When I come in, the angels come in with me. I don't need you to do anything other than receive what the Holy Spirit is getting ready to do because the anointing is what breaks the yoke and what makes the difference. And when the anointing is flowing, even those that are bound and determined not to feel the Spirit have to feel the Spirit even if they didn't want to feel the Spirit. It's present. I'm going I'm to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here. Y'all, 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 I promise I'm going to get done early. I'm gonna... Okay, last point, last point. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get this. This is the C under my ABC. So let me get the C out. The C is the aperture. And the word aperture is a word for opening. He sees the opening for ministry. Let me do it again. He sees the opening for ministry. And can I say this to you? You will never see what God is doing if you have a closed mind. Only the open-minded see beyond the mess the close thinker only sees the problem. They don't see the solution. The open-minded are allowed to have that which flows from above flow through them because they can see into the future and they can recognize that the present moment is not the only markation of what the future is going to be. And what one has to realize is that your openness to the Spirit of God allows you to realize that even though I'm catching the opposite of heaven right now, even though I feel like I'm in the midst of H-E double hockey sticks, oh, let's just go on and be real. Even though I'm going through a bad place, I realize that God is still God and that it's going to be all right. Okay, I'm going to close today. I'm going to close this message today. I really am. I'm going to leave you with this. The third point that I didn't give you last week, I want to give it to you now, and I'm going to be done with this section of this sermon. 
This is the third point, is that he proceeds with faithfulness. He proceeds with faithfulness. Now, 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 somebody needs to understand this. God, I don't know what you're getting ready to do. I don't know how you're getting ready to do it. But you promised if I take one step, you'll take two. God, I don't know how you're going to fix it, but you promised that you're going to fix it. So I'm going to keep on moving in your way. God, I don't know how you're going to open this door, but you promised that you would open doors that no man can shut. So I'm walking towards what looked like a wall, but I know before I get to it, there'll be a door there, or you'll let me bust that baby down. God, I don't know what you're getting ready to do. I got people that don't like me and that talk about me, but I've decided I'm not going don't let them stop me because I feel like pressing my way. Y'all, y'all, look at somebody say, neighbor, I feel like pressing my way. I'm going to make it. Because I'm going to keep on walking, keep on pressing my way. I don't know about you, but I believe, I believe that God is getting ready to do exceedingly and abundantly above what I can ask or think. Give him a praise. Look, look at somebody say, neighbor, just be faithful. Don't you dare give up. You didn't say it like a minute. Tell them, don't you dare give up. It's going to be all right. It's going, it's going, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Come on and put your hands together and bless God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I, I want to get off an invitation today. Maybe there's somebody here who's looking for a place of worship, looking for a church family. I want to offer Shiloh to you now. I want to offer Shiloh as the right place, the right time to be a part of this wonderful fellowship. If you're here, and you're looking for a church to be a part of, I want you just to lift your hand. Right now, one of the ushers will come over. They'll give you some information and we'll talk to you and pray with you. If you're online, you can call me or email me. 
Reach me at 860-443-6046, extension 110. I want to tell you now, we welcome you to the Shiloh family. We welcome you. Fall on me. Fall on me. Let the power. Let the power of the Holy, the Holy Ghost. Fall. Fall on me. Hey God. Anointing. Fall on me. Let's say it again. Anointing. Let's pray over them now. God, we thank you for your blessings and for giving us. We thank you for blessing us with what we have. So we give back a portion of that which you've given us. We thank you even now, God, that you're going to bless us a hundredfold. You're going to open up doors that no man can shut. You're going to forgive debt. You're going to open up ways that we could not have done for ourselves. You're going to cause increase. You're going to cause financial breakthroughs. You're going to cause us to prosper in every area of our lives as we walk in the spirit of generosity and obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.